Hey guys, Scott Fish here to tell you about a couple new additions to the Dynasty League Football Family of Podcasts and a cool new feature. We have a couple new shows. Dynasty Game Night, hosted by John Bosch and Matt Price. Whole lot of Dynasty fun. It's all games. It's a format that really sets itself apart. It's it's different than than really any other Dynasty show out there. Get your information while having fun. Also newly added is Dynasty Double Take with Nathan Powell and Dan Sanio. It's a quick-hitting 10- to 15-minute podcast covering a single topic. Listen as they spend 15 minutes arguing like two guys constantly calling fouls on each other in a pickup basketball game. All of that Dynasty podcast goodness you love, including our show, Commission Impossible, and more can be found on the new DLF Family of Podcasts feed. It's got its own feed, yeah, with every one of the Dynasty League Football Family of Podcasts shows on it. You can still subscribe individually, of course, but if you love Dynasty Pods, that might be the feed for you. Go check that out on DynastyLeagueFootball.com. And welcome back to another episode of Commission Impossible. It has been so long, I don't even remember how I opened the show, and I'm, I'm not even going to go check. I don't care this time. That sounded good. So let's just roll with it. My name's Scott Fish. I am here with the man, the myth, the legend, the face of Dynasty football, Ryan McDowell, Commissioner Extraordinaire. I need to add more names to that, I think. How are you doing, wow. Alan? Wow, I'm, I'm doing much better after that. <laughs> my my ego is boosted. I'm this this is the best part of my day so far. I'm gonna start writing adjectives in this Google Doc to describe <laughs> you. each each episode. It's gonna get longer and longer. Oh well, it it has been a while, and people have been just champing at the bit for a new for a new episode. And champion? that's right. yes, I said champing, not champing. I got okay. it right. Uh, it's one of those that's things, how serious they are about this. Yeah, it, it's one of those things with champing versus champing that people use champing so often that it's now accepted as correct, <laughs> okay. which is fine, which is fine. But I'll still use champing. Anyway, um, I wanted to start off the show by talking about inflation in pigs and something that I'm not an economist. So I did not <laughs> know was going to really happen. Um, when I made pigs, uh, inflation became ridiculous. So ridiculous to the point that draft picks had basically no value three years in. Um, it, it basically took two full years worth of draft picks and then cash on top of that just to get a decent player. Uh, and that's no good. It's no good when your draft picks have no value because that's less tradable assets, fewer tradable assets that you can use. So um, we made some fixes. I actually taught Ryan, you, you may not believe this. You, you're, you'll believe this. I think we've talked about this. I talked to three different accountants to fix this issue. <laughs> that does, that does not surprise me at all, but uh I love I love that you went this far to figure this out. So what did you learn? Uh, I learned that first off, uh, I allowed draft picks to be traded for their minimum value. And in such a large league, they are always going to be traded at that value because people looking for quick cash are going to be willing to make that deal. And people looking to make an investment are obviously going to look for the cheapest price they can get. So that, that it turned out in all three leagues, that was correct. In fact, one of the accountants said that that's what would happen before I even told him. 
<laughs> he's like, this is what this is. And he, he also called me an idiot, which was not fun, but <laughs> <laughs> um, so for the first fix was making draft picks tradable at uh, more of a median value, not median, but uh, 1.3333 times the minimum value. So there's a little risk there, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a little more risk there and they have to be traded for more than more than minimum value. That should help a little bit. That should raise the value of draft picks. I also um, made it so there's a 20% tax after the rookie auction. So whatever money you have left after the rookie auction, you got to pay 20% of that back to the bank. That should uh, force people to spend a little more. It should also, you know, just take money out of the out of the league, which is good. I've I checked the numbers on all my pigs leagues, and those two fixes, uh, plus this third one I'm about to mention, would have reversed inflation every year um, slightly. So uh, it, you never know how owners are going to react. So you know they they might uh, adjust to it somewhat, but it, these can't hurt. And the third fix is the most obvious one. People are only going to get $25 per year for waiver wire. What ended up happening is people were averaging $23 per year in waivers and they were getting a hundred. <laughs> so it was just a whole bunch of money flooding the market for no reason. So $25 per year, that's all you get. That should cover you. If it doesn't, you're going to have to dip into your other money. So um, yeah, those are the three fixes I made. $25 for waivers and that's it. 20% tax after the rookie auction. Everybody loses 20% of their, you know, bankroll. And then draft picks, I, I raised what the price they're tradable at. It, it's no longer the minimum. It's 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 much much further above the minimum. So those are the three changes I made. We're still yet to see how they uh will work, but I will say all three pigs leagues were hugely in favor, especially pigs one, which had seen the most inflation. They wanted it to start immediately. <laughs> They're like, get this money out of the league. Now it's it. What happens in these leagues? If you run a bankroll league and you're not going to institute some measures, uh, what happens is rebuilding teams can't rebuild because their draft picks, which should be good are worth so little. <laughs> and and saving money because of inflation, saving money does not make sense because if you save money, it's worth less the next year because of the inflation. So uh, rebuilding teams just can't rebuild and eventually 60 to 70% of your league will just be out of it. <laughs> so you need to do something if you're in one of those leagues. So there's that. I, I spent several minutes there. Sorry about that. <laughs> I might no, cut that yeah, and put that, it on the bull rush. That's good stuff. Um, I I, I mean, because I don't play in the pigs leagues, first of all, I, I may never play after hearing that. I'm, I'm very intimidated just by <laughs> even these descriptions that you've, you've laid out, but because I don't play in those leagues, I, I am probably missing out on some of the nuance, some, some of the nuances, some of the details that have gone down. But um, what, what really stood out to me is that you noticed an issue and you weren't afraid to fix it. Uh, even though these leagues have been going for uh, three or four years now, two or three, four years. Um, and it was good to hear that your league members were open to the change. That's That was actually my main question was uh, how were those changes received? And it sounds like uh, it sounds like it was almost all completely positive. It pretty much was. And the only ones that didn't like it, uh, upon discussion, it was 
pretty much realized that they just didn't understand it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, like 95 plus percent received well. So, um, yeah, it, it just, it needed to happen. It needs to happen. So, um, yeah, it's just a small thing there, but, uh, we can move on. We can move on. Um, uh, we're going to talk about a topic or two, and then we're going to get into your emails because there's, I mean, episodes worth of emails here. <laughs> uh, what was what is this? Fourteen pages, our our Google Doc right now. It's it's up there, yeah. Fourteen pages of emails and comments and stuff. Um, someone in one of your leagues uh, decided to add a co-owner without telling you, Ryan. They that, did. That is not something I I approve of in my leagues. <laughs> I need to know who's playing in my leagues. I, I mean, I'm fine with co-owners. I'm not. I'm not fine with them not telling. And I'm assuming that's that was your reaction too. Yeah, that was that was totally totally my reaction and and really my only issue with it. Uh, I mentioned this on Twitter. Uh, it's been it's been a while now, a week or two maybe. Um, and, and basically, yeah, basically what happened is I invited. Uh, one person to join the league and uh, a check back, check back a while later. And there is suddenly a co-owner and the co-owner is sending out emails and I mean, he's being active. Those are, those are all good things, but I was just, it just kind of took me uh, by surprise because I didn't realize this person was even in my league. And um, yeah, that's, that was really, I guess the reaction on Twitter was, or some of the reaction was, uh, what's the issue with co-owners, things like that. I, I don't have any issues with, uh, with people co-owning a team. I, I'm in a couple leagues where I co-own a team with, uh, with some other folks. So no, no issue with that at all. Just, um, yeah, just be upfront with it or, or ask the commish. Uh, I mean, those are, those are things the commish at least needs to be aware told, of told about. League. Yeah. Told about, if not asked about. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous to me. That like it, I've had people reach out to me. Hey, can I add a co-owner? But I've, I've never had someone just blatantly do it without asking. I mean, that's it seems like just one hundred and one that the commissioner should know who's in the league. <laughs> yeah, you would think. That's, yeah, that's especially if they're going to add someone that maybe you didn't want in the league in the first place. That would be like the worst of worst. So, yeah, I, w I wouldn't say that was the case. Um, Oh yeah, I wasn't saying it was the case. I'm just saying, right. but yeah, but it that would be terrible. Could have been. It could have happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I uh, <laughs> thought we'd touch on that. Um, if you're a commissioner, um, maybe throw it in your bylaws. <laughs> it's not a bad ad of. Uh, uh, I invited you were you were you were invited to the league, and uh, you have to run co-owners by me or whatever. You know, whatever makes sense for your league. Yeah, and that that is not something that's in my bylaws, but I may need to add it. I know you had to add a, a similar type of rule or statement in uh, for SFB. Um, well, here's the thing: it's been in the SFB bylaws for about three years, but last year, like normally, I'm pretty I've been pretty lax about it. But last year, it got so out of control, I had to email it to everyone in the invite. But yeah, I did have to add it. All right, let's move on to uh, a topic Nathan wanted to, us to briefly talk about. Um, if you're in a rookie draft, uh, should and a player times out, should they be auto-picked or should their pick be skipped? Um, uh, 
I, I don't really know that there's another option there. So it's really those two options. <laughs> um, uh, Nathan was very much adamant that uh, that they should be autoed. It sounds like he was in a league th that the rule is skip. Um, I'm in several leagues where where the rule is skip, and I'm in several leagues where the rule is auto, and I'm fine with either as long as it's the rule. Um, uh, there are people who feel that you should be punished for timing out, hence the skip pick, and you know you get to make your selection after other people run to the podium, kind of like the Vikings or Ravens. And there are people who think that you should just, you know, get auto, get the top guy. Um, I don't know. For, for me, I, I say you stick by your rules, but I think this is mostly an issue of, of clock. For me, my, my dynasty leagues that have drafts, not auctions, their clocks in the, for the rookie draft. I mean, it's friggin' May. We have 24 or 48 hour clocks. We give you time to make trades or um, or make your pick. We we have. I don't remember. I, I mean, these are 11, 12, 13 year leagues. I don't even remember a timeout. Honestly, I just don't because the clock is so long. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, how do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, obviously, go by your rules. But it, w what's your preference there? Yeah, so the rules in my leagues are that it's just skipped, uh, not auto-picked. I, I do agree with, I, I guess I agree with Nathan's premise. Um, and in, in some of his explanation, he mentioned that if if an owner is missing a pick or, or timing out, then there's a decent chance he may not be long for the league anyway. So now you're punishing a, uh, a future owner. So I, I get all that. And I understand that. I, I guess the way I handle it, even though I do have the the skip pick rule, is really on a case-by-case -case basis. And I want to make sure everybody in the league is on board and um, around for the draft. So uh, it, it, we had actually a good example of this recently in one in one of my leagues. We started the draft. Uh, the I think it was a fairly early pick. It might've even been, uh, I don't know. It was, it was a mid first round pick maybe, but um, it had been on an eight hour clock. It had been over 24 hours and, and this guy wasn't, uh, wasn't around. I, of course I had emailed him multiple times and for some reason, the site did not time him out which ended up being a good thing. So uh, I basically paused the draft, tried to find out what was going on with this guy. He hadn't been to the site in a couple of weeks. So there was a question of maybe he doesn't even know the draft is happening. Mm. And when I finally got a hold of him, it, it actually took a couple of days to even get in touch with him. And I found out that he had had uh, a death in his family. Ooh. So, um, and and there have actually sadly been other uh, instances like that uh, across my leagues over the years. Um, so I don't think certainly skipping him wouldn't have been the the right move in that uh, you know in that instance. But I don't think I don't think uh, auto picking for him would have either. So through the first round, essentially, if someone is timing out or about to time out. I'm just going to pause the draft, mm -hmm. try to track them down. Um, I've had a couple of, of times where 
they never responded. And I just, I just had to replace them, which was uh, a rare and unusual uh, occurrence, but um, that there's, there's usually something going on. Now, once we get out of the first round or once, you know, I know you've talked about this with SFB, once everybody makes that first pick and you know, they're at least aware that the draft is happening and, and yep. they're available, then, then things kind of change for me. If, if you're going to time out with your second round pick, tough luck, you miss your pick. Mm-hmm. If you show up a day or two later or a few hours later, you can get a player that hasn't been picked. Uh, but in, in the first round, I'm just going to pause the draft, try to figure out what's going on uh, and, and basically not punish that team at all. I'm not going to, I'm not going to time out and I'm not going to auto draft either. I think, I think that's a great option. See, l- like I mentioned, minor, my timers are so long that we don't have that issue. But if I was in that situation, I think that's a, that's a really, really good way to do it. I hope more commissioners listen to that and go, oh, maybe that's what I should do is try to figure out what happened in the first round. Second round, all bets are off. But, um, you know, like in SFB, SFB, your pick is skipped. And you can remake that pick whenever you want after, you know. And I'm I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that rule. But I understand in a rookie draft, the tiers drop off pretty quickly at different points, uh, especially in the first round. Um, you're taking a major hit losing a first round pick or even dropping spots in the first round. So I think that's, that's a, a nice compromise there is to figure out what was going on and, and get that person, his pick in, instead of even an auto. Um, well, I think the auto pick, the reason you would, the reason you would auto pick is to be fair to that one team, but the, the owners picking and, and, and to keep the draft moving, obviously. Right. But that player that got auto picked might have been the target of the the next guy in line or the guy exactly. after that, and, exactly. and now that's not really fair to those people who are around and active and ready to pick. Yep. Uh, so, uh, I I don't like the auto pick uh, in in a rookie draft. Maybe it's different in in startup, but in, in a rookie draft, I don't like that option. Yeah, let's uh, let's not do auto. Let's not do skip picks. Let's either pause the draft or make your make your timer longer. There's in May. There's really no reason to to slow it down that or to you know have a four hour timer or eight hour timer. Even is I don't know. There's really there's really not not a huge reason for it. But um, whatever. <laughs> a lot of people who are in in safe leagues are right now cussing me out because we do have you know shorter timers in safe leagues for rookie drafts but uh uh yeah so um it's pretty thankless job sometimes (laughs) yes commissioning leagues it's uh uh, even when you fix an issue and you do it completely by the rules the rules have a you know have this 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 specific thing written out what the rule is and you go in and fix it because that's what the rule says you do what the rule says even then you get people upset at you. So it's, it's, uh, sometimes it's, it's not the best, not fun, <laughs> but I, I still love it. I know you love it, Ryan. I do. <sighs> Should we do some emails? <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got one here from Ben and I, I like, uh, I like these types of questions or these types of emails because it just kind of reminds me, I think we kind of get stuck in our, in our bubble, whether it's, at DLF or on Twitter or, or on different podcasts we do. And uh, we kind of forget that everybody's at different levels in, in this dynasty game and in, 
commissioning leagues and things like that. So Ben is just starting a league, uh, a dynasty league, and he has some, I guess we could say some basic questions. So this is, these are things we've talked about before on the show, but it's, it's good to uh, rehash some of these things. Uh, first, he wants to know about lineups. He's thinking one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex, and a defense. Uh, so, Scott, I guess my uh, my first thought there is drop the defense. No defense at all. Or if, if you want to go IDP, uh, that's not my thing, but I, I would endorse that if that is uh, if you're into that. But as far as team defense, I would just leave that out. And I think the big deal is they wanted – he is hoping to get IDP next year. If if that's your hope for next year, don't include team defense in the first year. Just yeah. don't, don't even do it and, and go for IDP next year. Well, and I would even say if you want to do it next year, just go ahead and do it. Just jump – like jump into the fire, right? Right. Um, and, and then the other thing I would I would basically suggest – no matter the experience level of the owners in your league or, or, or anything is super flex. Uh, he mentioned one quarterback. I really just don't have much of a desire to play in leagues that are not super flex anymore. Me either. I completely agree. That's yeah. Switch that to a super flex, uh, take out the defense. Um, if, if the, it sounds like some of these people are intimidated about the, you know, the IDP thing, maybe uh, start with like three IDP players, which is really nothing. And you can yeah. just turn the, turn the waiver wire for it. Um, and with a, with a caveat to your rules that you're going to increase it each year um, by a player or something. And, and people will, you know, learn to love it or whatever. Um, but yeah, definitely super flex. He also asked about roster size. He mentions uh, between 25 and 30 with a couple of IR spots. Uh, but also says that he wants to make sure the waiver wire is is um, fairly thin. So if that's the goal, I think you have to go to 30 at least. Uh, if if you want a thin waiver wire, I, I play in several leagues where we do have uh, 25 man roster spots, and uh, I wouldn't say the waiver wire is thin. There's there's waiver moves every single week, uh, almost every week of the year, and uh, and and players are sometimes impact players are found on the waiver wire. So if you're looking for a thin waiver wire, deep rosters, I think 30 is the number. Yep. Yep. I, I, I was going to say, uh, get over that 27 hump. I think 23 to 27 is that ideal range for trade and waiver wire, you know, depth and activity. Uh, and once you go the farther, further you go past 27, uh, players, I feel like, you know, you just, thinning the waiver wire more and more so yeah 30 sounds like a safe leagues does 28 and people feel that's deep I, th I think that's a good range 28 30 somewhere in there his next couple of questions I i'm not Man, sure we, ben you have a lot of questions ben ben is milking it here uh, <laughs> he uh these next couple of questions i'm not sure if we've talked about so I'm, i want to hear your take he hmm. wants to know if he as commissioner should limit the number of uh, players per position. I know some leagues do this. I think maybe like ESPN or Yahoo leagues, maybe uh, how many running backs, how many wide receivers you can have on your roster. What is your take on that, Scott? I absolutely hate positional limits of any kind. I feel like it limits trade activity. 
Um, I don't feel like I, I can, I've seen the data. It does limit trade activity. <laughs> um, so I, I would be highly against, uh, highly against those limits i mean it it adds an additional strategy i guess but it's not a strategy strategy i would want in my leagues personally yeah you see that more in redraft leagues and even in even in redraft leagues i i hate that idea uh but i guess it it, it kind of makes more sense there with the idea of keeping keeping more teams in it um in the running until the end of the year. Uh, but even, even then I don't like it. It definitely does not belong in dynasty in my opinion. Uh, what about, guess what? Another question from Ben. What Sweet. about another, <laughs> what about a roster cut down? Um, so if we're going with rosters of 30, maybe pre-draft you have to, you have to cut to a certain number or maybe you cut to the number of uh, rookie picks that you have. I don't do any type of roster cut down other than I, I guess the natural, when you make a draft pick, you cut a player. Um, how do you handle that in your leagues? I, I do the the flip of that. I make sure everybody's off IR and it's just active roster off taxi off IR, just, just an active roster of players at uh, right around the Super Bowl, And then for my rookie drafts, I actually increase the roster by four spots. And then uh, they don't have to drop and you know draft and drop, and that that increase lasts all the way till week one, and that's when you have to cut down. So I kind of do it the exact opposite. <laughs> um, I, I'm guessing this roster trim down that he wants to do is to add more. It sounds like a waiver wire draft. Like there's going to be a waiver wire draft, and that if you're going to have a waiver wire draft, like a free agent draft in the off season. That makes sense to to cut the roster down three spots. That's an interesting tweak. I don't do that, but I mean it's an interesting tweak to to cut the roster a little bit and uh, have a fun little waiver draft with those you know bottom free agents. And we're we're always in favor of more drafts, so that that would not be a bad thing. Um, and then last question from Ben on the startup: combine rookies and veterans in the startup draft or have separate drafts. I know this is one we've talked about. I know this is another uh, point that I disagree with our buddy Nathan Powell on. Nathan likes to have separate. I 100% like to have uh, combined rookies and startups, uh, rookies and veterans in a startup. If you're drafting, if you're having an auction, I think it's different, but in a draft, I want them all together. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. In, in fact, even auction wise, I I think that my preference is all of them together. But drafting definitely, definitely, especially when it's in May. If if we're talking a pre NFL draft thing, then I can see drafting draft picks, or I can see just you know two randoms or reverse orders, whatever you want. I don't think they're the most fair. But if you're drafting in May, I th I think you got to do a startup with all of them. Ah. Oh. That's that's all for Ben, I think. <laughs> ben, ben definitely got his emails worth. That's the, but it's a lot of stuff that can help a lot of people out there. So that's thanks for the email, Ben. That's great. Okay. But the yeah. the bad news is Ben did not tell us where he was from. So what? Oh, yeah. Ben? We can make it up. Ben Walter. What do you think? Uh, ben full name. Oh <laughs> yeah. We, I don't know for, we could give out his emails as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, Ben is from, uh, is like Oshkosh, New York, a place or something. I feel like that's something. Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I think. 
pretty sure yeah, that's Wisconsin. It is Wisconsin. I live near Wisconsin. <laughs> I should know that. He's from Oshkosh, Wisconsin, I think. Ben Walter. I'm thinking like I'm thinking Arizona somewhere. Maybe Arizona. Oh man, but like all like fantasy stuff is so illegal down there. I, yeah, mm. maybe it is. Yeah, that's why he needs the advice. There's not a lot of stuff. <laughs> to, oh, there is the footballers are down there. Yeah, um, yeah, just just those guys. <clears throat> all right, Jeff in Bellingham, Washington, which is between Seattle and Vancouver, British Columbia. I I, I have good that on good authority, Ryan. That's that's what Jeff told me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he enjoys the pods. Thanks a lot. That's that's awesome. I think he even wrote my script right there. <laughs> Enjoy the pod. Thanks a lot. Uh, thank you. Um, Sorry if you've answered this, but I haven't heard a step-by-step of exactly what happens at the end of the season or before the rookie drafts with rosters. Um, Ryan and I both do these differently, and we kind of just described it. Um, it, I I get everybody down to their active roster for the Super Bowl, and then for the rookie draft, I up the roster four spots, and... uh, and uh, then you have those four extra spots to kind of, you know, groom your rookies, watch your rookies through preseason, and then make your drop decisions. Uh, Ryan does a draft and drop, you know, which is probably the most common, I'd say. Um, you'd say I, you'd probably say that's the most common, right, Ryan? Uh, yeah, I guess. I've seen some leagues that require you to drop the players before, be- the, rookie draft. before the rookie draft. So if you have – uh, if you have five picks in the rookie draft, you have to drop five players. I don't like that only because I think that that can limit trading um, or it can also leave you with some empty roster spots. If you trade away your picks, um, I, I, I definitely see some holes in the way I do it. Uh, and this is just one of those things. It's the way my leagues always, always done things and we we've, we've stuck with it, but we in in the hyperactive leagues we drop players as we pick so um you might with that maybe that second rounder you're dropping a a player that someone else might be interested in that player then becomes available yeah. to draft so uh the teams that had previous picks obviously are potentially missing out on that player so i can see why people might not like that method I, I I do want to jump in here that Safe Leagues does drag and drop like you do, but uh, we have players lock after being dropped until the next waiver run, so they're not available for the rest of the draft. Yeah, and that's that's probably the fair way to do it. Um, it surprisingly, that has never really caused in in a dozen years of hyperactive leagues. That's never really caused um, any type of problem or or uh, no one has really complained about that, but definitely some, some holes in that. If I were starting a new league, I probably would do it like you do. It is, it is one of those things that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not hard and fast to the way that I do it. I, I see several ways that that can work. And, and I think yours is probably the best increasing the roster size. Uh, he, Jeff in Bellingham does mention that in his leagues, they drop five players before the free agent slash rookie draft. Um, that we just mentioned that that is a way to go. That's do you that's, think, do you think Jeff and Ben are in the same league? I wonder, I wonder maybe they are. Maybe, maybe that's where Ben's from. I should have stolen that <laughs> Bellingham, Washington. 
All right. Uh, what else? Oh, if I wanted to transition to taxi squads, what do you recommend? I've actually flipped the way I feel about taxi squads a little, not, not flip, just, uh, redesigned how I do them. Um, I usually let five players cause I allow rookies and Debbie players, but I, uh, I suppose anywhere between three and eight makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just add those. And at the end of the season, you got to pull everybody off of it. Um, and uh, for me now, I just let people promote and demote at will um, because mm -hmm. it becomes too much of a hassle in season to watch the demotion. <laughs> you know, uh, if you're only watching one league, that's, that's, you know, a thing, but I have so many that I just, it's, it gets hard to watch when people demote and when promoting, it's not a, promoting you want to do in season, but uh, I used to have a no demoting in season rule. Um, and, and that became just an issue. So I yeah, let people I, do it now. I still have that rule. Um, I mean, don't you have to, don't you have to still monitor that nobody is putting a, you know, a second or third or fourth year player on taxi? No. Cause MFL has a an option for rookie only. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, I, you know, they, they can pick up rookies and just demote them <laughs> from the waiver wire. But I decided, Allowing that is easier than monitoring demotion. Yeah. So, so I only allow demotion of rookies. If you allow more, if you allow demotion of more than rookies, then I probably would not, <laughs> probably would not allow it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still, I've mentioned this before on the show, uh, unless you're in an auction contract league, I don't even really I don't really like taxi squads in general. I'd rather just add roster spots if that's your goal. So um, that's kind of my take on that one. Yeah. Uh, what do you say? One or two more questions and then get on out of here. Let's do it. All right. You want to read this one? Or? Yeah. This is from David in Lexington, North Carolina. Um, David says he's he's got a great league. He wants to run, uh, wants to add some flair to the MFL website. That's one of the great things about MFL is that you can – um, you can customize those and, and make it look just, just about any way you'd like. Um, he says he would like to know if there are people or services that will customize the league website. He's willing to pay uh, because he can't really do it himself. Um, there are, yeah, there are several guys we would, we would recommend. Who's, who's your go-to on that, Scott? Probably Mark in Michigan, right? Yeah. Mark, Mark underscore in underscore M I. Um, his his prices are cheap and reasonable and uh does a great job uh there's you know jake anderson's been doing some banners and stuff recently too yeah and his his work is pretty cheap too i'm uh i think his nfl draft talker i believe yes. is his twitter handler and then uh, there's there's sticks his cost his cost more um, but you know, they're very integrated and, and a pretty cool scoring, like scoring page. And his are usually a couple hundred though. Um, but he's, he does, he does great work too. He's DA underscore sticks. Um, there's a, there's probably more out there that I'm blanking on. Uh, Mark and th those guys come to mind right away. Yeah. One more I would recommend is Sean Morris. Uh, oh yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely Sean Morris. Sean is a graphic designer and his, his Twitter is um, Sean. It's S E A N Morris underscore 13. Um, Sean actually did the work for uh, our draft guide over at dynasty command center. So if you, if you saw 
the draft guide from DCC. That was his design work, and uh, it it looked really pretty. If nothing else, it, it he did a great job with that. Yes, yeah, he he does really really great work. He made a potential fishbowl logo that that was pretty awesome. I, I I need to touch base with him again. My my DMs and emails have been a little out of control recently, and I'm I'm missing a lot of stuff. I so can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, right? The the I, the the most frustrating thing about SFB is people asking about you know is it full slash um, <laughs> did you send one and i didn't get one <laughs> etc uh, it's it, trust me i will i will if you have not uh, it, yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna go into it uh but yeah I'm, I'm trying to send those out daily uh what else also i oh you're, you're on this why am i taking over <laughs> oh did, did i miss one? Oh yeah no, no. Uh, uh, some yeah, David just says he would like to jump in a pigs or a sink league one of these days. We, uh, I have openings every year. Um, so do I. So do and I. Um, always looking for new blood. I usually mention those on Twitter when I do. So Me too. David or anyone else, just just jump in and hopefully we'll make it happen. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, and and uh, same with SFB. I, we at least I do. I'm sure you do too, Ryan. When, when you mention something like that, you have like a spot or four spots and you get 17 replies or 30 replies. I mean, we obviously can't take them all. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I feel bad, but we just, it, we just can't. Yeah. So. One of my, one of my favorite things that I guess has come from these leagues that we've come up with is copycat leagues. Oh, uh, I, love I, know, it. I know we've had, I know there have been a, a bunch of, Capitalist Pigs copycat leagues, and I know there there have been a couple kitchen sink leagues at least. Uh, and first of all, that's just that's kind of like an honor to me, it's honestly. Flattering. Uh, it's it's very flattering, and I, I love it because it. I love I love the kitchen sink format. I know you love the Capitalist Pigs format, yep. and we want everybody to be able to play in those leagues, but we can't just keep making new leagues every exactly. single year. Um, so there, there's that limitation on us personally, but for other people to take those ideas and run with them and give, uh, opportunity give to opportunity. Yes. 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 Very cool. That is very cool. So keep an eye out for one of those. Uh, <laughs> someone tagged me and you, Ryan, uh, asking for a retweet the other day of a league he was starting, and I clicked the bylaws, and it was uh, copy paste pigs bylaws, and I'm like, nice. that's that's awesome, that's yep. awesome. Uh, so I retweeted that real quick. Um, I probably should have quote tweeted saying it was it was pigs like, but I I got lazy. Um, one last line there. I don't know what it means, but. <laughs> Yeah, he says shout out to the old wooden ships. It's it's all capitalized. Yeah. I don't know what that means either. Maybe that's uh maybe his league. Maybe that's his league, yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> that but, old line. <laughs> There's I went to an Irish uh Irish bar for lunch yesterday and there was uh it said ye old hours or ye old business hours and I'm like, I don't want to know what the old business hours are. I want to know what the current ones are. <laughs> Why does it say ye old business hours? Oh, I thought it was funny. Just <laughs> ah, one more and get out. Let's do it. Oh man, we are we are running a little bit long. You know what? I'm just gonna get out and and we can start a new one if you want, Ryan. Yeah, whatever's good with you. All right. Yeah, we're like 38 minutes. So okay, that's good. All right. 
So that is the uh, the end of, I think it's episode 14 of Commission Impossible. We're going to actually record several of these right now. So uh, you will not be longing for them like you normally are. Do you think they're longing for, for episodes? Do you think people listening are longing for episodes? I think they're probably just champing at the bit for episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it comes back. Oh, yes. Nice callback, Ryan. Yep. All right. For Ryan McDowell at RyanMC23 and myself at ScottFish24. Thank you for listening to another episode of Commission Impossible. Have a great day. Uh-huh.